0: You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name's Trent Fleskins, your host as always. Brendan me is back in the studio. Thank you very much, Brendan. We're talking about the regional space.
1: We are today, Trent. Thanks very much for having me back. We had
0: a very fun and dynamic discussion about the perth metro space and where there seems to be a lot of confidence around the just the fundamentals of demand and supply despite interest rate rises on how that will affect prices and the life of those people looking to buy and build in the metro area the regional space has its own nuances obviously supply issues have been an issue in the regional space for a long time a wild swings up and down there let's go around the uh Let's go around the state in a
1: anti-clockwise fashion like we always do. Starting down Bunbury way, so probably the overriding theme here in terms of going, in, in particular in the southwest, is there's decent population growth. So we're hearing about people moving to the state, but there's also people still mobile within the state. So there might be Perth residents moving down south or residents coming from over east and moving into the southwest region. Population growth in Bunbury last year was 1.9%. There's plenty of investors in play in that marketplace. Actually, because it is looking really cheap again. So when we talk Perth Metro, we're cheap median house price against the rest of the country. Now people are starting to filter in, and you'll see this theme in some other locations. I'll talk about this is looking cheap in relation to Perth Metro. So then the investors come in there and go, right, rents are strong. I can still get a four or five percent yield, and I think that the capital value is low. Here's my next big thing in terms of getting into this location.
0: Do you think the buyers are East Coast investors? Down here, are they seeing it as a Newcastle?
1: That's not a trend that we've been able to pick. So it is just general investor confidence coming into that marketplace. It's really interesting. We did a a bit of a series of comparison of what was on the market in end of 2017 versus end of 2022. So we're just trying to get a trend line through there. And essentially we're seeing that there's either a quarter to a third of those listings left. So Bunbury, there's essentially 340 odd listings on the market at the minute versus pretty much a thousand back in 2017. So the
0: market has contracted by a factor of three. Yeah.
1: And, and so, again, not dissimilar to well, the Perth metro the Me- market. worse than the metro market. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it is I mean, worse. I it's getting close.
0: The metro yeah. market is catching up,
1: but that is a is 330-something properties available in the whole of the Bunbury area. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. And then we might as well talk about rents in these locations as we go through, and there's only 36 rentals available in the Bunbury marketplace at, um, at the start of this year, essentially. And, and as we know, that's getting worse and worse. And so that comes back to that investor activity. They can see rents going up and they're getting into a market where they know that their rental return is almost guaranteed to rise. Wouldn't that work out to be about 0.15% of the population? Yeah,
0: yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the That's vacancy crazy. rate is 015 to 0.2% probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So just moving on down the road to Busso, again, really limited availability of supply. There's about 230-odd listings in there at the start of this year versus um, Q4 2017, there was about 650. Plenty of under-offer activity. There's some stuff that essentially the stock that people didn't want. So it's a bit like some suburbs in Perth where there's only a couple of houses left. So if you want something, this is all there is left yeah, to buy. But it's not the good La- stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Bottom of the barrel stuff. Yep. and so that can restrict activity in terms of people just walking away and saying, well, if I can't get what I want, I'm not going to buy it. That's been happening in Perth in the luxury space for
0: quite a while now. Yeah, exactly. A year ago, Colin Gandini was talking about how Applecross. the issue is not that there aren't buyers, it's just there's nothing they want to buy.
1: Yep, Yeah, and so again, they're down in Busso, well-located, well-presented and doesn't need any work, multiple offers coming through. Rental stats, our research shows us that there's seven rentals on the market at the minute and when you go back to Q4 2017, there was 93. So that change is massive and obviously there's population growth in there which is not dissimilar to the, what I just discussed in terms of Bunbury's population growth. The other thing about Busso is that there's quite limited vacant land available in that location too at the minute because it's been soaked up through the uh, the incentives cycle.
0: I remember last time we were speaking about Bustleton at the start of the year, your comment was that it used to be white hot. It's sort of come off a bit, but yep. it's still strong. Yeah, has a- it ticked back a little bit? Yeah, wider? I think
1: it's gone back to the the embers have burnt a, a bit brighter, and it's going back to that. Does that, that surprise you? It might be a little bit cyclical too, in terms of you know summer people going down there for yeah, February to May. Cycle. Yeah. yeah, But I think that it also is the the epicenter of the concept of moving out of the metro area. You know, it's the easy move for the majority of people, whether they be East Coast or Perth, to say, look, it's not too bad a leap to go to Busso or to Dunsborough as a lifestyle opportunity. I'm still in a regional location but I'm not in uh, Perth Metro so it's definitely benefiting from that post-COVID relocation.
0: I remember we were questioning was this the end of the COVID lifestyle home
1: and it's sort of balancing out obviously not yet. Not quite yet there's just a little bit of calmness or say maybe a little bit more supply and the Dunsborough Lakes example we talked about a little bit last time. And I said there was a lead indicator of the idea that asking prices were just coming back a little. Vendors who were trying to get overactive in their expectations weren't achieving those expectations. And now we've got some some stats for you in terms of showing what the, the value increase through there was. One of the examples we looked at, 37% value increase in Dunsborough Lakes between November 2020. We're talking about a, a median type house in there of $595,000 classic kind of four by two double garage, 568 square meter block that retransacted um, for 815 grand. So there's your 37% increase. And we're, we're just know, going, that's a really typical- uh,
0: this, this isn't on the beach. This no, is a no. highly yep. sought after property. It's on the this golf course, is, but yeah, yeah. This is run-of-the-mill newish house
1: down yeah. there. I don't want to talk it down too much, no, run-of-the-mill. It's, it's <laughs> not
0: a, It's not a prestige home where no. these wild swings can happen. This yeah. is mum and dad bread and butter.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so it is the, the suburbia, the nice suburbia or middle suburbia of Dunsborough. I'm glad you bring up the topic end of the market because I've got a hero sale here for you that's just transacting as we speak. Hopefully don't annoy any agents on this one. And it's got a little bit of nice Perth history to it, this one. So I'd look back at this sale. We're talking AU Bay right on the breach, um, 1,200 twelve hundred square meter block with a it's like a Cape Cod weatherboard house on it. looks amazing in the photos. Just transacting for a cool 8.75 mil. Where's the
0: value? Is it land size or...?
1: uh, Yes, a big block of land, got a tennis court on it, circular driveway, that kind of stuff, but also... It sits on the back sort of, of the feel. June, June yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once owned by a uh, very famous uh, West Australian property developer, Warren Anderson, uh-huh. and it previously transacted when he went into receivership. Back in May 2012, this thing sold for $4.4 million. So it's doubled in value effectively from May 2012 to now. It's interesting just looking back at some of the press that I could find about this. In 2009, which you remember, we would have just come out of that GFC fall. 08 yep. would have been really peaking in prices in, in WA. So there was an article I found that was suggesting that this thing could have been worth 12 mil in 2009 so it is journalistic license but it's interesting that they were thinking about really high numbers back then. I think 8.75 is looking pretty good to be on the, on the beach at Eagle Bay with your own beachfront. The other thing I did was go back to the late 80s and mid 90s this thing transacted oh, a couple of go. times. I'm assuming there was no house there for these dollars but we're talking about one of those transactions was 400 grand and the other one was something like 550 and I obviously we're talking you know 30 plus years ago but that value change in terms of going from half a million dollars to 8.75 over a period of time is pretty interesting isn't it
0: if we could have a couple of those we'd all be retiring very soon
1: pretty. yeah and let's remember that if that was your principal place of residence it's tax free as well yeah. thanks for <laughs> reminding us <laughs> margaret river so interestingly they had land available in those subdivisions south of margaret river that's as essentially um, rapid landing, yeah, and, and so that got soaked up relatively quickly on the back of uh, incentives. But it's just interesting that that's made sure that the location's still relatively affordable. When you when you compare Margaret River and those new houses compared to what's happening in Dunsborough Lakes, it looks affordable. Essentially, you're it is. you're more like six hundred odd thousand dollars, not um, eight hundred and fifteen. Well,
0: uh, you're paying about two hundred ish thousand dollars for seven hundred square metres. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the price per square metre is very affordable if you want to live in the South Margaret River.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, cool. And obviously, yeah, clearly there's some other markets in that location in terms of holiday homes and short-term accommodation and trying to get into character Margaret River-type locations as opposed to suburban Margaret River. They're really quite different locations. Drop down to Albany, uh, south coast. So um, still going really strong. Median selling days, at, according to Rory, are at 14. So we were talking yeah. about Perth in the last episode being 12. So it shows you that it's as strong and as active as Perth Metro. Really limited listings through there at the minute. End of last year and and start of this year, we're talking 250-odd places on the market. And back in that Q4 2017, there there were 717 properties on the market. So, again, you've got about a third in terms of availability of stock to choose from. The other side of that is just the the rentals. Again, there's only 17 rentals on the market in there at the moment. Really low numbers and obviously really difficult to get in. Or Airbnb isn't helping. And I was just going to say it's certainly airbnb in that marketplace has really affected those stock levels just another interesting because we've had obviously have valuers all across the state every day of the week we've had one of our valuers on tour with his family so he's actually working while he's on a Working holiday, and he shouted out to me to because he'd been down Back Esperance the Way. Yeah, uh, he's got one of the best jobs in the whole of the country, I reckon, at the minute. I think he's up around up north now. Obviously, with the weather, he's gone up. Last time I heard, he's at Eighty Mile Beach, but this was Bremer Bay. He was just saying that he noticed a step change in land values there. Clearly, a really limited market and quite niche, but interesting from a change of just the hundred to hundred and fifty odd thousand dollar block of land to now being mid two hundreds post COVID. So why? Uh, just demand and supply. So you know, hard to produce that product in a regional location, not that much more of it coming out of the ground, off the beaten track location that probably people never thought of, and then bang demand goes a little bit crazy post COVID and everyone pushes the prices up.
0: It's an interesting part of the world down there, Hopeton, Bremer Bay, mm. going on to Esperance, beautiful part of the world. But I'm not I'm wondering who are the people who are looking to pick those properties up. Are they looking to live there? Are they just yeah. buying a holiday home or building yep. a holiday home down there? Yeah,
1: or they have some inside skill set so they can build their own holiday home, it's a long-term project. Land looks really cheap relative to lots of other other locations in particular for being on the coast. I wonder what the thoughts would have been of the people buying an Eagle Bay 30-something years ago yeah, at right. 500 grand going, this is off the beaten track. It's the middle of nowhere. Probably just getting out of all the uh, craziness of Perth, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably that- on the on the right path, I reckon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Something else I thought I'd just touch in on the way back up north. So, York, low end of the market in there. So, again, we're seeing flight to value here, essentially... Really, really busy is the report from the local agents in there. We're talking about product around three hundred and fifty thousand dollars and they're selling within a couple of days and selling out really, really quickly. In York? Yeah. So people just exiting the city and obviously looking for value. So in an affordability crisis, potentially what we're seeing here is people going, well, I can't afford to be in Perth Metro, or I don't want to be, or I'll sell out of my median house price in Perth Metro and move over the top of the hill and put some cash in the bank and, and secure my financial future potentially. And from a first home buyer's point of view, York's pretty cheap. Yeah, th- well, Three hundred
0: and fifty grand. It does. It makes a lot of sense from a financial perspective. My sister made the same decision. She's just moved down to Lechenort. Yep. And the reason for that, and she's a police officer, they had a position in Northam secured. Yep. Her and her husband. And uh, the Northern Police Station couldn't find them a house for three months. Oh, my God. So they said, stuff this, we'll go somewhere we can find a house. Yeah. Bought a beautiful acre block in, in Leshenort. Yep. And we'll be working in the Bunbury Police Station instead. Yep. That's what's going on. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's a perfect example where basic mobility is, is changing people's decisions on yeah, a yeah. daily basis. Yeah,
1: absolutely. This may link in as well up into Jero. So, Jero, again, the low end of the market there is going really, really strong. So, lots of transactions. Just last week, one of the local agents telling us that he sold six properties in Rangeway in one week. House prices in there can be anywhere from a couple hundred grand through to 400 grand. So really affordable location and just really interesting to see that the stampede sounds like it's begun in those locations. People would have been eyeing it off from a distance going, gee, that looks really cheap. And now they're coming through and making decisions about it. Mm. Kalgoorlie, that was the look on your face, wasn't it? Yeah, I was waiting for Kalgoorlie. Kalgoorlie. Yeah, 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 I, was I was like, so come on, Brendan, tell us a good story actually, about Cal. No, I do No, I haven't actually checked in with our valuer that goes out there each week. I'll defer to you in terms of talking to some of the local agents, but again, that market is still really strong. The vacant land that was created by people like Development WA for the purpose of creating Supply into the town has been taken up and they're benefiting from having local builders that can actually put product on the ground.
0: I'm speaking to the agents, the top agents there at Kalgoorlie Metro. Yep. They've got record sales, have the they? Moment. Yeah. Record sales yeah. and record listings.
1: Yeah. And that's absolutely not surprising given that there's also some pretty significant uh, mining activity happening locally. It's really interesting to watch businesses like uh, Linus and South 32 really impacting that town. It's reinvigorating and, it. Yeah. It? And not related, obviously to gold as has been the case in the past but we're talking about things like copper and nickel instead but that's know.
0: what these single metal towns have always needed is a bit of diversification now if that diversification can come from a couple of different metals it doesn't have to come from a totally different industry yeah. no one's complaining
1: it uh, will be interesting to go back to Bunbury literally Greenbushes, Albemarle are developing t- a couple more trains there I think I saw a headline saying four and a half billion dollar spend I feel like we're witnessing the
0: next Twiggy Forest come out of the Goida family yeah, yeah. With a couple of these lithium players
1: here. Uh, it's it's wouldn't pretty crazy stuff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of wealth creation going on, that's for sure. Mm. Back into Karatha, Our valuer in there is say, said that we're seeing a, a slight lull in activity. Happens well, not there. the poster boy of the week for the yeah, first Yeah, exactly. Time. Exactly. So rent's slightly stabilized, even though that they are crazy in relation to um, the rest of the country. And then essentially, we'd, we're seeing purchase activity just follow that. It just goes through some cycles in there sometimes where... Essentially, there's less stock on the market. Maybe the East Coast investors uh, put the, the gun back in the holster, and that means that there's a little bit less panic buying and everyone can kind of pause and look around at what the market's doing. But uh, certainly, it doesn't mean that it's losing value. So it's it just means that the there's moment. less um, less purchase activity. And when we're talking about those other locations around regional WA, Carrethra obviously looks pretty expensive in comparison to them. So that's why investors and uh, owner-occupiers might be looking elsewhere. Port Hedland no changes yeah pretty similar to Karratha in terms of that activity yeah it's interesting um, how that
0: top end of the state with regards to those being high performers through COVID and the big ramp up Yep. It, again project based we're not hearing as much from the iron ore space about all the projects they're doing we're hearing more from the lithium space Yep. therefore that migration of pressure yeah it's very linear you can see it right this is the the less we hear about the iron ore industry pushing on the less likely you're going to see prices going nuts as well
1: yeah potentially I mean on so uh, is, Minres are looking to put a hell of a lot of iron ore through there in the near future. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what happens to that town because it's always been one of those places that everyone talks about taking off again. There's clearly a limited supply in there. Rents are relatively healthy and we'll we'll start to see the contractors trying to move into town there pretty early, pretty soon.
0: Quite a varied story there, Brendan. A little bit of surprise for me as to how well some of that performance is going in the southwest.
1: Yeah, and let's wait and see what happens with Bunbury because that would be probably the one that I'd look at from a long-term point of view, looking at what's happened with lithium green bushes and the fact that the and industrial area will have a huge investment in the near future. If you're a business owner supplying construction services to any of that sector there, then you're probably looking for a house for either yourself or your workers or whoever you need close to that site to manage that construction.
0: I wonder how many of the big land developers have been buying up land down there in the last year or so. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh,
1: wouldn't be surprised indeed. Brendan Ptolemy, thanks for your time Cheers, again, Trent. Man. Thank you, man.